Good afternoon, everyone. This is another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton, recording a little bit later today. Um, didn't quite get into my uh, swing of the routine this morning, and but you know we're still here this afternoon, so uh, still getting in every day uh, so far. Uh, which is great. What is today? Episode <clears throat> five. So that, yeah, man, we're there. We're coming along. So today I want to talk a little bit about like unclaimed property and, you know, what happens when you can't find assets or don't know where they are. And this comes about because there are billions with a B of dollars sitting in the State Departments of Unclaimed Property across the United States. And money ends up there for just a variety of reasons, like refunds sent to an old address or process to a closed bank account or credit card, final paychecks you never picked up, a check you received but never cashed, and you actually, my lovely listener, might have some money waiting for you. And I send people to missingmoney.com all the time and actually recently helped a friend claim over $800 of his that was just sitting there waiting. <laughs> it was funny. We were actually set to go to lunch. I was helping. Uh, I was finishing up a, working on a claim for another client for some um, missing money. And my friend walked up and I was like, oh, hey, have you heard about this uh, missing money thing. Uh, have you ever looked up to see if you have anything? And he's like, oh no. So we pull it up just kind of as a joke, you know, I mean, he's 40, you know, how much missing money could you possibly have? And it turns out the answer was five accounts to the tune of almost or over $800, I believe. So um, that was that was pretty amusing. I haven't looked out quite so much. I did claim a whole $2.54 from a utility company in Colorado from when I lived up there. So, you know, it's, it's uh, $2.54 that I didn't have before then, right? <laughs> so one of the other reasons that so much money ends up there is because families and loved ones just simply can't locate assets after someone dies. They didn't know what to look for or where to even look for it. And this happens especially when people have moved states, right? The, their loved ones don't know to search in a different state to see if they can find anything. And one of the ways that, um, that you can help ensure that none of your assets are lost to unclaimed property is by keeping an inventory of your assets and your accounts. So keeping track of all of these assets while you're alive can be useful for many reasons. The first being that you just know what you have. You're organized and you can make better informed decisions um, on you know, how to proceed with uh, you know, the money that you have in the bank, the other uh, the savings that you have, the retirement savings that you have. If you don't really know what's there, then you can't make very good decisions about it. Then, should you ever be hospitalized and unable to communicate, your loved ones will know where to locate assets if needed. 
Uh, if they need to pay for things, they'll be able to find bank accounts. Um, they will know what sort of life insurance premiums they will need to continue to pay. Because there's nothing worse than stories I hear from someone who has gone into the hospital for a significant period of time and they had life insurance, but those monthly premiums didn't get paid. And so unfortunately, when the family went to claim the life insurance after their loved one passed, uh, they didn't get paid because unfortunately, the premiums didn't get paid. And then also speaking of life insurance, a lot more policies nowadays have living benefits to which you might be entitled so that you can use that money. You don't have to wait until you're dead to use that money. You can use it on, on healthcare, on, you know, on anything. I was, I was listening to a story recently about a client who had you know, stage four cancer was declining fairly quickly and was able to access about $900,000 of in his living benefits and took his family on one last cruise, a nice vacation for all of them so that they could have this one last amazing memory together. So it's not even with certain policies, it's not even necessarily like it has to be for your health care. You know, but um, if we don't know where these policies are or even what company to call and ask if these living benefits are available, then you're not going to be able to use them. And then ultimately, at your death, an up-to-date inventory helps your successor trustee or personal representative gather your assets and distribute them more quickly. And one of the ways that my firm and any other personal family lawyer is going to assist you in um, putting together this inventory is through our pre-planning session homework. Your homework starts with your background information, as you might imagine. Demographics about you, and then, if applicable, about your spouse and your children. And then, we ask you to think a bit about what's important to you when it comes to your planning and your family values. I've had people question why this section is important at all because it certainly is different from what you would find on a typical estate planning intake questionnaire. In my role as a personal family lawyer and trusted advisor, I'm not simply looking to draft a set of documents for you that may or may not work when the time comes. In order to give you the best advice and guidance, I need to know what's important to you and what you care about. And next up, you prepare a summary of your assets. And this is the part that's going to help your family more than you know. You may be even pleasantly surprised at what you own when you put it all down on paper. This section can also serve as a checklist after you've prepared or updated your planning, so you know that you've touched every account and that it's owned correctly or has the correct beneficiaries listed. I want to invite you, my listener, to a training available online by my mentor, Allie Katz. In addition to talking about the personal resource map, she covers the things you can do for yourself when it comes to legal planning and what you really wanna talk to a lawyer about doing. And then at the end, she shares an in-depth guide about how to talk to your family members regarding potential incapacity or death and how it would impact you if you did not know what they had, where it is, or how to access it. So you can register now to watch that for free at bit.ly forward slash Easton Law PRN. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-A-S-T-O-N 
L-A-W, P as in personal, R as in resource, M as in map. And so you can also get some additional information, schedule a call with me, or sign up for our weekly newsletter by going to our links page at bit.ly forward slash Easton Law Links. So same exact as the above, bit.ly forward slash E-A-S-T-O-N-L-A-W, but instead of PRM, you're putting links, L-I-N-K-S. So Family Wealth and Other Musings is now available for download on most platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me and you can forward me to your friends and invite them to listen as well. And if you felt so inclined to support the show by liking, following, subscribing, donating, or leaving a review, I honestly would appreciate it because you'll ultimately help boost the show, help more people find me, and help me talk to more people. And also, if you ever have ideas for an episode or something you'd like to hear more about, I am all ears. Please leave it in the comments or reach out to me separately. So thanks again for listening in today. This has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I'm your host, Becky Easton. Have a great rest of your day.